Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, sisters. To this day... Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over the hearts of the children of Israel. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. All of us gazing with unveiled face on the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory as from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Therefore, since we have this ministry through the mercy shown us, we are not discouraged. Even though our gospel is veiled, it is veiled for those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, so that they may not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your slaves for the sake of Jesus. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to bring to light the knowledge of the glory of God on the face of Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. The glory of the Lord will dwell in our land. I will hear what God proclaims the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him, and salvation along the way of his steps. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court with him, otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. If the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. That was the prophet Ezekiel doing some prep work for Christ, who came to teach us about reconciliation. Listen to Christ. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. What does Raka mean? It is an Aramaic word, the language the Jews spoke, which means foolish, stupid, or crazy. Calling someone a fool was the gravest of insults. It implied that a person had lost all sense of morals and religion. 
And Christ warned that to show utter contempt for someone like that could end one up in fiery Gehenna. Gehenna was the garbage dump in South Jerusalem where fires burned all the time. The analogy was very clear. Gehenna stood for the eternal fires of hell. So, what are we to do? Christ said our righteousness must surpass those of the Pharisees, many of whom are only concerned with the external practices of the old law. That type of person thinks he can save himself by his faith alone or by his external works of the law without conversion of heart. Not so. Listen to Ezekiel. Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent, turn away from your transgressions, lest iniquity be your ruin. Interestingly enough, 600 years later, Christ's first line in the Gospels was, Repent. We are saved by grace, God's gift from his sacred heart in which we are called to cooperate. This cooperation comes from the inside, not the outside. It comes from the heart. And that is the gift we bring to the altar, a humble, contrite heart. There is a condition, however, attached to approaching the altar. Our heart has to be in a state of grace. If, due to mortal sin, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit has been snuffed out in us, it does us no good to approach and receive Holy Communion. That is a foolish thing to do. You see, it does a corpse no good to have food stuffed into his mouth. Likewise, a dead soul is not resurrected by receiving the Holy Eucharist. More than that, it is a great sacrilege, the greatest of sins to receive our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity in that state. It is the gravest of insults to your Lord and King. With all this talk of the Eucharistic revival by the U.S. bishops, you'd think there'd be more talk of confession. There isn't. That's a problem. We have to be reconciled with Christ, our brother, if we dare to approach and receive his gift at the altar. But take heart because the Lord's ways are more than fair. He gives us confession as the means to reconcile with him. He gave it to us the day he rose from the dead. It's right there in the Bible. The apostles were given power to bind and loose, to forgive sins in God's name. Did that power die with the apostles? If that is the case, then why is anyone today getting baptized? For that power would have died too. My friends, God gives us time to settle with our opponent before we get handed over to the judge and thrown into an eternal prison. There's nothing unfair about that. It is the wages of sin, but God is more than fair. So go to confession and have divine mercy flood your soul. That is step one. Step two is to amend your life. That in no way begins to happen by receiving communion sacrilegiously. It begins by going to confession. The Lord's beautiful gift to us that keeps us from despair and keeps us out of Gehenna. Cooperate with God's grace while you have the time and go to confession. You will be given the strength to turn away from your sins, to do what is right and just. Then you shall surely live 
you shall not die. 